Hi, I'm Tiffany Roten, and this is Happy Young Adults, Episode 12, Finding True Freedom in Your Life. Welcome to Happy Young Adults. I'm Tiffany Roten, owner of Direct Your Life Coaching. I'm a huge fan of young adults, a mother of five, four of which are young adults, a lover of everything outdoors, and a certified life coach. I'm here to give you tools to feel better, to be more confident, to feel less stress in your life, and to help you look to your future with confidence and excitement. Let me help you learn to become a happy young adult. Hi, everybody. How is it going? Are you having a great day? You know, I woke up this morning and I knew I was going to record this podcast today. And honestly, I just felt grateful. I just feel really grateful that I get to do this for a living, that I get to, you know, help young adults and help yeah, other people other than young adults. But, you know, mostly young adults is what I do in my, in my business, but it just, it makes me happy. And I love to see you know, people that come to me who are struggling and suffering. And then, you know, in an hour's time of working together, oftentimes they, they just are able to leave with a little more joy in their life, a little more clarity, a little more idea of what they're, what they're looking for in their life. So I just really love my job and I love working with you young adults every day. So today I decided to talk about how we can find true freedom in our life. And you might wonder why this topic. Well, you know, in the United States this weekend, it's the 4th of July, which for us is Independence Day. And it's usually a really big celebration, kind of celebrating our country and our freedoms. And for me, it's one of my favorite holidays because as a mom, there's not that much preparation to it. You know, it's just relaxing and we can have lots of fun, but it's not like Christmas where I'm for a month, I'm shopping for gifts for everyone and, you know, all the decorations and whatever. It's it's pretty low-key holiday, and for that reason, I really enjoy it. So we've been talking, and I think my kids and my husband and I, they're talking about going to the lake and maybe doing some wakeboarding and some wake surfing, and who else knows whatever we're going to do up there. But it's super hot here right now in Utah, and so for us, it's it's always about cooling off and getting in the water. So Anyway, I hope you have some plans if you're from the United States and if not, have a great weekend, right? So I was thinking about freedom and that's, that's what we celebrate this weekend here in the United States. And I was thinking about what freedom is to me. And generally I think freedom for most people is just kind of this ability to do what we want to do, to maybe say what we think, to live as we want to live without everybody telling us what to do. But personally for me, when I started learning about how powerful my mind is and how much control I have over it and and how much control I have over my life, that's really when I started to feel freedom. And of course, I've I've had the great privilege of being raised in a country that is quote free 
where we have a lot of freedom to do what, as we choose. And we kind of get to choose the careers we want, the relationships we want to have and what we do in our everyday life. But when we get clear on what freedom means personally, really for me, it's that I get to choose how I want to look at the things that are going on in my life. I get to choose how I feel about life, about the people in it, about the things that are going on. And to me, freedom means that I get to act how I want to act. And the the greatest freedom in all of that is that I know that I get to control all of it and that no one really has the power to force me to think a certain way that I don't want to think or feel how I don't want to feel or act the way I don't want to act. So for most of my life, I really haven't understood this principle very well at all. And so for a lot of years of my life, I felt really stuck and I felt hindered by what other people did and what other people said and how other people treated me. I felt really subject to my past and to the way I was raised and to all of these limiting beliefs that I had and what I could achieve in my life. Even just five years ago, I was there. And so in a lot of ways, I was held captive by my thinking and by my inability to see that I really had control and that I could create whatever I wanted in my life. But I'm here to tell you, not anymore. I am through with that kind of thinking. I'm done with it. And I've realized that real power in your life comes from knowing that you really are free to choose whatever you want. And no one has the power to make you think or feel or act the way that they want you to. When we understand that, then life and really will start to open up to us. So I want to talk today about three ways in which I've been able to find incredible freedom in my life and really being able to choose not only the life I want, I get to choose how happy I want to be. I get to choose the quality of my relationships. And I realize that, you know, for many of my podcast episodes, that has kind of been a theme. So I don't want to be too redundant, but, and I want kind of want to take a certain twist on this, but I talk about this a lot. I get to choose whether or not I'm happy. So first of all, I want to talk about the freedom that I have to choose exactly what I want to think. So yesterday I was explaining to this client how we all have some real facts about ourselves and who we are. And those facts are things like, you know, where we were born, maybe how old we are, um, where we fall in our family, like what number child we are, maybe we're an only child, um, where we live and what we are doing in our lives at this moment. All of those things are neutral and don't have any drama at all to them. And they don't really cause us any problems until we have a thought about them. So in this case, this client was a certain age, which is just a fact. A fact is something we could prove in a court of law. Everyone could agree on. A fact is the age that you are is the number of years you've lived on planet earth. So when I was asking this client about what they thought about the age that they are, I got so many thoughts about this client not being where they wanted to be at this certain age. Now, this is where all the drama comes in. 
And this is where often our unhappiness is found and where it lies is in the way that we choose to think about things. So if I were to line up 10 people in a row and I were to find out, you know, I were to find 10 people that were 25 years old, let's say, I would get 10 completely different thoughts and ideas about what it means to be 25 years old. Some would tell me, wow, it's so amazing. And they tell me all the great things about being 25. And, and, you know, all thinking all those great things would make them feel really good about being 25. And then I'd find others who would tell me all the things that they don't like about being 25 and that they're not where they want to be in their life. And, um, you know, they wish they were doing something else at 25 and this makes them feel kind of negative about being 25 and kind of sad or unhappy with it. But it's never the the facts or the circumstances that cause the problems. It's not being 25 years old that's the problem. It's our thoughts about those things that that's where the problems lie. So when we know and understand this, then we get to decide, oh, I have a choice how I want to think about being 25. Like no one can force me to think a certain thing. I can choose that. That's really freedom, you guys. So I know these two different people in my life who I both love dearly. And both of them have been through somewhat of a similar circumstance in their life. And it hasn't been a, a, a great thing. It's It's been, you know... Um, in, in some relationships that have gone really south in marriages that have gone south and, and it's, it's been a source of a lot of pain. Right. And I'm not really judging their situation or where they are in your lives. I just want you to know that, but I would like to point out some things about how we choose to think about things will either create some freedom for us or kind of bind us into chains and cause us to not be able to move, move forward. So in each of their situations, um, there has been other people in their life who have used their freedom and and choice to exercise some really unkind, abusive, manipulative behavior in those relationships. And of course, that's kind of my opinion. We couldn't really prove that, but that's kind of my opinion about it. And but in both of these case, cases, the relationship ended, and they chose not to stay. Now, there were some facts in those relationships where we could actually go in and prove that there was actual some abuse. Like that is a fact. There was some, some things that a court would call abuse in those relationships. Okay. So in both cases, these people, as they left these relationships, they were pretty devastated. In both of these cases, these people went through some real sadness and some real hopelessness and even some depression and, and probably some anxiety to go along with that. And, you know, just so you know, that is normal in these kinds of situations. And it's really, really important that we don't run from these emotions of sadness and, and devastation, all these things that we feel. Uh, we need to acknowledge the way that we feel. And, and sometimes we need to be okay with it because that allows us to sit in those emotions, work through those emotions rather than running from them. But I just want to explain to you um, two different avenues that these two people have chosen. One has chosen kind of one path, which has 
is leading this person to freedom. And the other one has chosen to kind of stay stuck and, and kind of stayed in this prison of sorts for themselves. So with this one person, um, they decided to stay a victim. So if you talk to this person, you'll get the whole story about how awful their life has been, about how mistreated they've been, how that's really the reason why they're so miserable today in their life. Now, in this case, I'm not sure that they really understand that it's a choice of how they want to look at this situation. And some of you might be saying, no, Tiffany, if it's a bad situation, it's a bad situation. Yes. But we still have choice. We have choice in everything. And I'm going to explain that and tell you some you know, examples and stories throughout to, to help you understand it really all is a choice. Now, I'm not saying she needs to feel good about it or feel happy that it happened. I'm not saying that. Of course not. But she, this person has locked herself in her own prison and is completely stuck because she has become the victim of this situation and of this relationship. And she sees no other way than to be unhappy and mad and angry and blame. And it's been this way now for many years. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, this doesn't feel like freedom to me. This is being locked away and chained into a situation that happened that's in the past. It's over and it really can't be changed. There's nothing we can do to change the past. So the only freedom that she has in this situation is to choose to move forward. Well, how do you do that? Well, part of it is you have to choose we don't want to be happy about it, but we could get to neutral. We could neutralize how we're thinking about this. Okay. You could choose to make peace with what is and stop fighting and being angry with what is. It is what it is. It's in the past, right? So this person can find power in their ability to get through this situation and conquer it. And depending on how she chooses, will either keep her locked in these chains or release her at least from the the day-to-day pain and agony of this situation. She can find thoughts that will help her feel more neutral or help help her feel more powerful and not like she's the victim of everything and everyone and help her move forward. Okay. So let me tell you about the other woman who went through a very similar abusive manipulative relationship and also this relationship ended and this person mourned and she was sad and devastated and was hopeless at times as well. But in this case, this person realized that the it's in the past that she no longer wanted to stay in the mud and the muck of this circumstance. She realized there was no really way to change it. It's in the past. She realized that what she did want was she wanted to move forward and she wanted to be happy again. So this person realized she had the freedom to decide and choose where she wanted to go from this and how she wanted to look at it. So she used that freedom to go out and set, you know, hire, she hired a counselor to help her work through a lot of this sadness and emotion and feelings about the situation. And she decided to go out and find some good in her life and see in some ways 
she could look at the situation and even be grateful because now she was finally free from this abusive relationship. She chose and and really decided to think more positively, try and think more positively about her life and what the future could hold and how she could move forward and have hope. And instead of being in the chains and tied to this past and this ugly story that that was really painful and caused a lot of hurt, she decided to make peace with it and started to move forward and find happiness again. And and in finding and choosing to see the good in life and see, you know, that she really still has a lot of blessings and a lot of really great things in her life. So the difference in these two people really has been night and day. And again, I'm not judging um, either person, you know, or the person that's deciding to stay in the muck. I want you to understand that that's her choice. And for whatever reason, she's wanting to stay there. And I respect that choice that she has. But I just want to illustrate that it is her choice. And the difference here really is one is chosen to think in ways that help them kind of neutralize this bad situation and think of it in ways that help them to find peace and healing and happiness. And the other one is just chosen to stay in victim mode and has chosen to kind of be unhappy and it's kept them stuck. And what I want to illustrate from this is that we choose to think about things that are going on in our lives. We have that freedom to decide. And what we choose to think is going to determine how we feel, how we act, and really ultimately what, what the results are in our life. So number two with freedom, we have the freedom to choose how we want to feel. And I say this so often, but the only reason that we really do things is because of how we believe it's going to make us feel. So why do so many people want to go vacation in Hawaii or the Caribbean or, you know, wherever? Well, it's because we believe that when we land in Hawaii with the sand and the sun and the palm trees and the waves and the tropical flowers, we believe that we will feel relaxed, that we will feel happy and calm and at peace and and feel like we can rest. But do you see that whether we're really conscious of it or not, we actually chose that beca- that vacation based upon how we want to feel and how we believe that vacation will make us feel. So in our everyday life, we really have we have the ability to choose how we want to feel about things. So I have used before the example of waking up to rain. Okay, rain of course, it's just a fact. It's a circumstance. It's water falling from the sky. It waters things. It's the clouds move in. That's kind of what rain is. Okay. And there's no drama in rain. Rain is just rain. And the only reason that rain is either a great thing for some people and a problem for others is because of how they choose to think about it, which will result in us feeling certain things. Okay. So for my husband, when he wakes up and it's raining, and by the way, it doesn't rain a crazy amount in, in Utah. It snows a lot in the winter here. Um, but you know, for rain, it's, it's neutral, but his thoughts about rain are, Oh my gosh, I love the rain. Oh my gosh. I, I love when the clouds come in. It feels cozy. The clouds are kind of low on the mountains. I love the smell of rain. And he has all these happy, positive things about rain and how much he loves rain. Like seriously, every time it rains, he's like, oh my gosh, I love the rain. Okay. 
And so how does that make him feel? He's thinking all these happy things about rain. It makes him feel happy and excited and super stoked that it's raining. Okay. Now, in contrast, when I wake up to rain, I have a different set of thoughts about rain. And I don't even know where they came from. But honestly, I don't like dark gray days. They kind of make me feel gloomy. Of course, it's my thinking that that is creating that, right? So I have thoughts like, oh, I hate when it's gray outside. I'd rather have a sunshiny day. I just, in my mind, a sunshine, a sunshiny day mean, it just means more happy. Isn't that interesting? That's just what my brain says. But some of the other things about rain is when these low pressure systems come in in the weather, I have a lot of back problems. And so it makes my back hurt really bad. It kind of makes it throb. And so I don't love that about it. And honestly, when it's raining, I don't really want to go out in it. I don't, especially if it's cold, I don't want to go outside. I don't, I don't, I'm not motivated to do things because it's raining. And so guess what? Because I have all these thoughts about rain in this kind of negative way, I feel gloomy. I feel sad. And I definitely don't want to go out and play in it. So again, you see how I get, I do have the freedom to decide how I want to think about rain. I could find all the reasons why rain is awesome and amazing. And honestly, right now we're in a drought here in the Midwest um, and in Utah. And honestly, I have changed it a little bit this summer because any rain at all, I'm just so grateful. When it starts to rain, I'm thinking, oh, yay, it's raining. Maybe it'll help with the fires here and it'll help give us our grass um, some rain because right now we are in water restrictions and we can't water our lawns very much because we just don't have the water right now. So again, you get to see that we have the freedom to decide how we want to think about rain. Um, but how we choose to think about it is going to either give us freedom to just enjoy the day, enjoy the rain, or we can hate the rain. We can choose that too. And we might not enjoy our day. And, and again, it's just all really our freedom, isn't it? So I get asked a lot, how do I create how I want to feel? So let's say that you realize that you, you are choosing to be unhappy. Okay. And maybe, maybe it has to do with a roommate. Let's just say that you're kind of unhappy with your roommate. Okay. And let's say that you recognize, okay, the reason I'm unhappy with my roommate, I get it. I'm, I'm thinking negatively about my roommate. You know, I'm thinking things like, oh, she bugs me and she never cleans up after herself. And she's so loud when she comes in at night when I'm asleep course, those thoughts make you feel unhappy. Okay. So if you realize this and you want to change it and you don't want to feel unhappy with your roommate and, and you decide, you know, I'd really rather feel happy towards my roommate or loving or kind, or I don't know what you want to think or feel, but we have to know that thoughts are always going to create those feelings. So we have to create thoughts that make us feel something different about our roommate. So I don't know if you want to be happy, um, but you can always take things to neutral. So a neutral thought that might help you, you know, feel more neutral about your roommate might be something like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and let her be her and I'll be me and that's okay. Or maybe you want to feel compassion or kindness towards her. And so you create thoughts like, you know, she's busy. She has a lot on her plate and I'm sure she really doesn't even realize that she's not cleaning up or that she's being loud when she comes in. Um, you know, you could think really like happy, positive thoughts about her. Like, you know, she really is an awesome person and I can really find some great things about her. 
And I'm going to let the things that I don't like about her go. Okay. Again, that's going to make you feel more neutral, more happy about her. But you see how those thoughts take you to this place of neutral. So do you see how you get to the freedom to choose how you want to feel in any situation? And you really decide that by choosing to think certain things. And those thoughts will make you feel a certain way, but you choose that. Okay. So lastly, I want to talk about how we have the freedom to choose how we want to act. Really? Like the, really? Okay. So the way we act is really driven by our feelings. When we're feeling happy, do you see how our actions kind of reflect that? We, we, we just kind of have a skip to our step, right? Or, um, you know, when I'm happy, I love to listen to great music and I, I love to turn it up in the car with the bass all the way up. Yeah. My kids, my kids actually like that part of me, actually. They're like, mom, you're kind of cool. You like cool music anyway, but okay. So when we're feeling sad, you see how our actions are going to reflect that sadness, right? We kind of hang our head low and we kind of mope around and we don't have a lot of energy. Um, and that's really reflected by how we feel. So, and, you know, when we're feeling mad or angry, our actions reflect that. Like we, you know, I get, I get kind of hot headed and I think my, um, my heart rate kind of goes up. Okay. So think about this example. Okay. So I don't know how many of you drive on the roads and how many of you have road rage, but I have, I won't say any names, but I have a husband and some children who have road rage. Okay. And so when we're driving on the road and, and maybe somebody cuts you off, say the first thing that happens is a thought. Okay. And it's, and it's immediate. It's really, really fast, but it's something like, oh my gosh, what a jerk. He just totally cut me off. Okay. Thinking that way makes us feel irritated, makes us feel mad and irritated with this driver. Okay. And so when we choose to, and and choose is the key here, we choose to feel mad. And so how are we going to act? We act mad. And well, what does that look like on the road? Well, maybe we honk, maybe we speed up and we get on their bumper and we're going to show them and we yell and we wave our hands out the window. Like what the heck? Maybe some of you use gestures to the other driver, right? And, but what it does is, you know, choosing to think, oh my gosh, this guy's a jerk and feeling angry. Then we act this way and it's interesting. Even, you know, our blood pressure goes up, our face turns red. We stew about how stupid drivers are. And, you know, all of, you know, a lot of us would say, well, it's the driver made me mad. He made me mad. But then that means that he has the power to make you, to force you to be mad? No. The truth is you choose to be mad, okay? Because the situation of them cutting you off is neutral until you choose to think something about it, which makes you feel something about it, which drives those actions. So if you were to look at it differently, you might feel an act different. So for instance, we we can take that same circumstance of someone cutting you off, which is, again, it's neutral. And instead we could choose to give that person the benefit of the doubt and, and think something like, oops, he must not have seen me. That would make you feel neutral. You, you wouldn't feel angry, right? You could, you could look at him and say, you know what? I've done the same stupid thing before I pulled out on somebody and I just was thinking something else and something else was on my mind and I didn't mean to. And you can see, you could give that person compassion and say, Hey, we all make mistakes on the road, which is true. We all do. But if we're feeling neutral and, and compassionate about this person, then how are we going to act? We're just going to let them go. 
We're not going to make a big deal. And we're just going to kind of move forward with the day. And in the end, see how we get the freedom to choose how well we're going to act in this situation. Does that, does that make sense to you? So what I want you to see is that true freedom in our life really comes when we understand that we are in charge of ourselves. We are in charge of our life. No one has control over us unless we give it to you. So let me tell you how this principle has so helped me in so many ways in my life. I have spent much of my life as a victim. Okay. I've been the victim of others. And and by the way, this is my choice. I've chosen to be the victim of others. I've chosen to be the victim of bullying, chosen to be the victim of certain circumstances that I may or may not have had control over. It was everybody else's fault. And they were the reason why I was not happy. They were making me unhappy. But here's what happens when you choose to live like this. You choose to be at the mercy of other people and you allow other people to make you feel the way you do. It's not a fun place to be, you guys. It's, it, it, it makes us feel powerless in our life. And so, oh, I don't know, five years ago or so, I realized that this victim mentality was really causing me a lot of grief and pain. It was shutting me down. Um, I felt like I was at the mercy of everybody else in my life and I felt miserable. Um, and so when I started to understand that I had the power and the freedom and the ability to think and feel and act however I wanted to, and that no one could make me feel anything, that was the day my life changed forever. I just didn't want to be miserable anymore. And I didn't understand this principle. And so I didn't even know where to go to be happier. But I knew I didn't want to feel powerless anymore. I wanted to feel control of my life. So I really started studying these principles and learning and experimenting and trying them out. And honestly, I can say today that I am, I am a totally different human being. If I'm happy, it's because I choose to be happy. And I think things that make me feel happy. If I'm mad and angry, it's because I'm choosing to think things that make me feel angry. And if I'm sad, it's because I'm choosing to think and feel things that make me sad. It's up to me. No one can make me feel sad. Nobody can offend me. If I want to choose to think offended, that's my choice. Now, does that mean that I'm happy all the time? No, absolutely not. There are days when I, when I choose to feel that way and it's okay. There are days I waked up and I'm irritated and I know I'm irritated and I, I don't want to feel happy. I want to be irritated. Okay. And that's okay. Right. So I heard the other day that one of my neighbors passed away from COVID and he was 27 years old, one of you young adults. And you know, I didn't want to be happy. I chose not to be happy. I, I chose to be sad about it and that's okay. And you know, the, the thoughts that I have were, wow, he was too young and darn, I hate this stupid COVID thing. And wow, I wonder, you know, what we could have done or, you know, they're just all those kind of thoughts. And of course those make me feel sad, but I just realized that I'm the creator of all of it and I want to feel sad about it. I don't want to be happy, of course, about that. Right. Um, but you know, what this does is give me this newfound freedom that I've never had. I choose to believe that I'm a good life coach, that I will be successful. I choose to believe that I'm a good mom and that I'm a good wife. I choose to believe that whatever I work towards, I can achieve. 
And I know that by creating positive, committed, um, confident thoughts about those things, it helps me feel confident. And then my actions are that I show up in a confident way as a business owner and as a life coach. And that really helps me in my business. You know, I've learned it's not my husband's responsibility to make me happy. It's not my work or my job or my kids or my friends or anyone else that creates my happiness. I create my own happiness. And what this does is give me the freedom to really do whatever it is that I want in my life. And I feel like it's all a choice. I get to choose how I want to look at all at all. And to me, that is freedom. So I just want to end the podcast today talking just briefly about a man who mastered this concept. His name was Victor Frankel. Maybe some of you have heard of him. He was a man who spent um, some time in a German concentration camp during World War II. And of course, you can only imagine how extreme those conditions were in that prison under German guards in that camp. And, you know, most would say at this point, you know, he didn't have any control. They had all the control over him. But it's interesting, even in this, that kind of a situation that we can, I don't think any of us can really even imagine what that was like. You know, they took much of this man's freedom away. He he wasn't able to live as he wanted. And he wasn't able to, you know, probably even say or, or, you know, he could think what he wanted, but he couldn't say what he wanted to say. But here's the deal. They could not take away his ability to choose how he thought about this situation and how he felt about this situation and how he acted in this situation. That was still his choice. So he is super famous for saying this famous quote. And he said, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given circumstance to choose one's own way. Isn't that amazing? I mean, here he is in a concentration camp and he still realizes he has freedom here. He got to choose how the attitude he was going to take about this circumstance, which really, really helped him to get through this, you know, difficult experience. One of the other things that I love that he said is that between stimulus and stimulus, meaning, you know, the, the fact, the situation or the circumstance. So between the stimulus and the response, and of course the response is how we act, there is a space in that space is our power to choose our response in our response is where it lies, the growth and our freedom. Okay. So in between a situation and how we act, we get a choice. We get to choose how we want to think about it, feel about it, how we get to act. And that's where our freedom lies. So here's my questions then to you. How do you want to look at your life? How do you want to? What are you going to choose to think when situations are placed before you? How are you going to choose to feel? when things happen in your life, good or bad. 
And how are you going to choose to act when certain situations occur? I want you to think about those things because all of that is in your power. All of that is in your freedom to choose. You choose whether you get to be the hero hero of your life or the victim of your life and of others. So as we celebrate freedom this weekend, I want to choose to be thankful for the freedoms that I have, that I get to choose how I think and how I feel and how I act. And doing this, the results of our life and of my life will be determined by how well I learn how to do this. I promise you. Well, everybody, that's all I have for today. I hope you have a wonderful 4th of July Independence Day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Are you in need of a life coach? Everyone needs someone to talk to, someone who doesn't judge you, someone who is safe and listens to understand. What if that someone was me? If you want to find confidence, a new outlook, a new different way to look at your life, come, please let me help you. I coach one-on-one over video conferencing, or I do group coaching. We can work on whatever struggles you are facing in your life right now. Go to directyourlifecoaching.com, but just a warning, you will never be the same again.